Amen, indeed. Thank you, worship team, for leading us to that place this morning. Amen. Well, as we begin, let's turn to Psalm 139 together. Psalm 139, we're going to read this together. Very familiar psalm that I'm sure you've read before, or at least parts of it. Uh, It's something that we talk about often within uh, the church and within just understanding our identity and what God has created us to be. Um, And God, I think, has some interesting things in store for us this morning. Psalm 139, for the director of music of, of Psalm of David, says this, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God. And know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. What an incredible psalm this is. It's one of the most beautiful and powerful psalms in the whole book. It covers just such a huge range of the aspects of worship of God, of who and what we are, of what life really looks like. It's, it's profound and it's deep. And it declares these incredible truths about who God has made us to be. And it cries out this deep hard heart need to be seen and known by our Father. Loved by Him. Led by Him. David is painting this 
picture of the love and care of God, that God is everywhere all the time. He sees everything, knows everything about every part of our lives all the time. And the question is, does that bring you comfort? Or does that make you flinch? Because that truth is either the most exciting, joyful thing to your soul, or it's the most irritating, even hateful thing that we can imagine. The Psalms are complicated. We're continuing this morning our journey through this summer of Psalms, spending time in these poems, these Letters to God that express love and joy and worship that pour out our deepest fears and hurts and pain. The Psalms are universal, connecting to the very deepest parts of what it means to be human. To be made in the image of God. And to be living then in a world where that image has been Distorted, a world filled with selfishness and uncertainty, where we struggle to see and understand what we are meant to be, how we are meant to be, what we're created for. We've looked at psalms of worship, psalms of pain, psalms just declaring truth, psalms that cry out in loss. Psalms that are the deepest prayers of our soul and psalms that ask if God even hears us at all. And this morning we come to Psalm 139 where God holds up this mirror to our heart and asks us what we see through these words of David. What we feel when we acknowledge what He truly is, that He truly is God. And that doesn't seem like a big deal. God is God. Of course He is. And it's easy to just read a passage like this and nod along going, hmm, yes, amen. Mm -hmm." But if we take a moment, we look at these words and we really reflect on them, it might not be very comfortable. Because the thing that, that David writes here, they describe an intimacy and a depth of relationship with God that is profound and deep and it leaves us really exposed to be known like this. It forces us to acknowledge things about ourselves that we might not like. And if we're not prepared, if we're not submitted, these words that are intended to bring comfort and express worship can push us away from God and cause us to retreat. Do these things that David wrote here really resonate? With your heart. Look at what he writes here. How does it make you feel? He opens just acknowledging the powerful gaze and knowledge of God. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit 
and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Really? All my ways? You really see everything I'm doing? Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. Everything you say, everything you think about saying, God knows it. Look at the picture he's painting here of the depth of the love and care of God for his children, for his creation, the attention that he gives you. It's an amazing expression of the love of God, but at the same time, we are fallen and sinful. And for his eyes to be on us like that can be terrifying. Are you glad to know that God knows every word you say, every word you hold back? What is God hearing you say in your heart? How does that feel? This psalm is complicated. It's an expression of worship, but it's a mirror. And as we've read these words, we're exposed. Our hearts are laid bare, and sometimes that really doesn't feel good. It can be a really hard psalm to read. God is good. But when He shines a light on these dark corners of our hearts, it can be a painful thing. An embarrassing thing can even make us angry. And how we respond to His light, to His exposing these things, is everything. Over the last couple of weeks, I've had the same conversation a number of times. I'll be talking with someone about following Jesus, about relationship with Him, about what it means to submit to Him. And to me... More and more as I've experienced in my own life and walked with others as they struggle to figure this out and follow Him, I found that Jesus is kind of like sandpaper. We so often present Him as just all warmth and love, so gentle and wonderful and warm and comfortable and amazing, but the reality is that's not quite true. He is love, and He is gentle, and He is welcoming, but He's not comfortable. He's not just whatever we want Him to be. Because He's God. And He is holy. And He is perfect. And relationship with Him is not just being friends with a nice person. It's our sinful fallen nature coming into contact with His holiness. And when that happens, it's like sandpaper against our sinful hearts, scraping on our soul. And for a lot of people, they don't have to get any closer than that because they create a picture in their mind of how God will treat them, and that sandpaper just grates on them. It just irritates. 
Because the one thing we cannot be when we come to God is God. And the only thing we truly trust ourselves is the only thing we have to give to Him. And when we're not submitted, when the Spirit isn't humbling us, the truth just grates on us, it irritates us, it burns and scratches against our selfish nature, against our sin. And all Jesus wants to do is smooth all that away. And the more we let Him work, the easier it gets. The more we let that sandpaper smooth us and shape us and sand away that shell we put around our hearts, the less it burns and grates. And the longer we let Jesus work, it starts not even to be sanding anymore, but polishing. And He keeps working to shape and mold us to reflect our Creator. But that's not an easy process. Or a short one for that matter. And that sandpaper hurts on all the places that I keep trying to hold on to. Keep trying to hide from God. And when we read a psalm like this, God shows me more and more the places that He wants to work in my soul. That I haven't given up to Him. The places in my life that I keep Holding on to. As I read that he has searched my heart. And he knows me. That he sees my every movement. And knows my every thought. He raises more and more places. That I haven't given to him. Selfishness and insecurity. And sin in my heart. And in my life. That he wants to scrape off. And smooth away. To expose the person that he created me to be. To make me a little bit more like Jesus. And every day I have to submit again and trust him to work. Even when it hurts because he loves me. He loves you. And he sees you. And he wants to be with you. Even sometimes when we don't want to be with him. David says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. When we're submitted to him, these words bring incredible comfort. There is nowhere we can go that God can't find us. He is always with us, no matter where we go, no matter where we run or hide or just find ourselves because of the pressure and struggle of life. God is there with you. But if we're not, if we're not submitted to Him, if we're trying to get away from Him, that reality that we cannot escape from God is terrifying. And again, that sandpaper just grates on our soul and irritates us. Leave me alone. 
But he can't. Because he loves you. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me. And the light will become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. For darkness is as light to you. God sees you and he knows you. And you cannot hide from him. Nor should we even want to. Because while he sees our sin and he sees our rebellion and he sees our selfishness and the darkness in our hearts, he sees deeper than that too. Because he sees what he made you to be, what he means you to be, and what he sees is incredible. Because you were made in the very image of God himself. Listen to what is true about you, what God has done with you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before even one of them came to be. Can we appreciate that love? That care? That detail, that attention, knit together, known before you ever were, and every detail of your life written and recorded with love and care. God knows you more deeply than we can begin to understand. And if we'll submit to Him and rest in that reality, that truth that God made you and He knows what He meant you to be, wants to bring you back to that place. If you'll trust him to work, to lead, he wants to give you all of the life and hope and joy that he created for you to have. And when we do yield to God in these things, when we let the sandpaper work, it doesn't irritate. It smooths. It doesn't grate. It polishes. And as we submit and let Him work, we start more and more to even hunger and long for that shaping work. That work becomes something that we need, that we hunger for, and we cry out to God to take us further, to take us deeper with Him. We start to hunger for righteousness and truth and correction. To desire for God to smooth things away. And more and more we put Him where He should be. The center of our lives. On the throne of our hearts with us in our proper place too. Now bowing at His feet and putting Him first. Trusting Him. David expresses this. He says, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast 
are the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I am awake, I am still with you. And he wants to push away the evil that he sees around him. He says, if only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, he says. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. There's some strong language in there, but David is expressing just how deeply he wants to worship God and put Him first, to follow Him and honor Him, that anything outside of God's plan and will is abhorrent to Him. The only thing He wants is God. And anything that gets in the way, He wants God to remove it, to burn it away. He hungers for God's correction and direction, for God to lead him no matter what, no matter where. And to remove anything in his life that would hold him back. Search me, know my heart. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. What a, what a prayer, what a desire. I want that. I want God to do that in my life, in my heart. I want to be changed. I want to be renewed and restored, smoothed and sanded and polished to reflect Him. To be what He created me to be, what He desires me to be. It's good. It's not always easy because I am sinful and selfish and the things that he's working on in my life can hurt. But the more I let him work, the easier it gets. The more I want him to keep going. Because the more I see where he's leading me and what he's shaping me into. And I want that more and more. Do you? As we've been saying all summer, the Psalms aren't just meant to be read or sermonized on. They are meant to be experienced. So this week, I want you to dig into Psalm 139 yourself. Take some time and let Jesus work on you. Read these words and let them bring you incredible comfort as God speaks to you, how deeply He cares for you and how much He loves you, how He sees you and how He's made you, how deeply He knows you and the life He desires for you. Let it fill you with comfort and joy and confidence as you see how much He values you and just what He desires for you. But then also know that if you let him do this work, he's going to expose some things too. In your heart, in your life, 
And some of that's going to irritate you. It's going to grate on you because that's the Spirit exposing things that God wants you to see. He already sees them. He already knows what you're trying to hide, what you're ashamed of, and He even knows things that you don't see. The places you haven't submitted to Him, and He wants to smooth those things away. If you'll let Him. So let him shine that light. Let him start to work on those areas you're holding back. Let him smooth and polish all those rough edges and hard places. Bring out that image of Jesus that he's placed in you because he wants the world to see what he created you to be. Because you're made in his image too. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the incredible power of these psalms and just the openness and honesty and vulnerability that they call out, that they invite us into. God, you are working and your spirit is at work in each one of us. And God, you desire us to embrace the fullness of life that you have for us, this abundant life that Jesus has for us. And God, some of that is going to be exciting and amazing and it's going to be just joy and peace. But God, there are places that you are going to invite us to see that you want to work on, God, that are going to hurt. That we don't even know, that we don't even see, God, that's buried too deep and we're too good at lying to ourselves. But God, you see the places that sin has damaged in our hearts and you want to take those away. You want to bring us freedom and life. Remove that so Jesus can shine through. So God, this morning we invite you to do that. Ready or not, God, we invite you to come and do that in our lives. To sand away the hard places. To smooth and polish. Help us to be ready. Help us to respond well, God. That we won't hide or pull away or be irritated when you work, God, but that we will be hungering for you to do this. As we study the words of this psalm this week, we pray, God, that you would speak, that your spirit would move, that you would open us. Because we desire you. We want you. And we want to be able to show you to the people around us how amazing you are, God. We invite you in Jesus' name. Amen.